Hello everyone and welcome back to the Always Moving Podcast. I am your host, Lyndon Savanto, and it is 2023. I have yet to record a podcast this year, and I figured, well, I gotta wait till January 17th. That's the year of the the new fresh podcast. Everyone knows new episodes are always better on the 17th, so prove me wrong. Because, yeah, you're about to you're about to hear a good one. <laughs> Um, hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone had a good holidays, a happy new year. Uh, I'm curious how long your new year's resolutions have lasted. Um, but anyway, all the best. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, people are getting engaged, people are having babies, people are losing to the Dallas Cowboys last night. Not what I'm about to talk to about today's episode. I am going to do an off season review of the Toronto Blue Jays. It is because today, January 17th, is 27 days away from from spring training. I was going to say opening day. From spring training kicking off uh, in February. So, all the best. And uh, you know what? Let's get in. This feels good. Let's just get into this one. So here we are, uh, 27 days away from spring training, and if you're a baseball fan, like myself, I'm surrounded by it. My job is writing about it. I wrote a book about it, available now on Amazon. Great baseball road trip. If you buy it, go rev- go give a five-star review, because that helps. But <laughs> aside from my shameless plug, um, let's talk Blue Jays. I want to talk about, I'm going to do a bunch of these little shorter episodes about teams, you know, in, you know, in anticipation of opening day. Uh, I want to talk about teams off seasons and uh, kind of give a rating at the end. Um, not every team, because not every team has been active, but it's been a pretty hectic off season so far. I mean, like, you know, Aaron Judge went back, kind of the major story, I'd say the major Storyline this offseason was all this Carlos Correa stuff where he signed with the Giants, failed the physical, signed with the Mets. They used the same doctor, which uh, Correa's agent, Scott Boris, got pissed about. They're like, why would you use the same guy that they they used? But uh, eventually, it all worked out, and he signed with the Minnesota Twins. So, um, yeah, Correa's been a big story. Trevor Bauer got reinstated and then cut from the Dodgers roster, but I will get into those teams in a future episode. Today, I want to talk about my team, the Toronto Blue Jays, who have actually been quite active this offseason, which I'm I'm really happy with, and I was, you know, kind of surprised, because I'm always let down, um, you know, trade deadline or offseason stuff. It's like, oh, I hope my team does something, here we go, and then nothing happens, but They've been very active, and uh, I think for the better. I'm saying for the better. Uh, depending which Blue Jays fan you ask, they uh, might not love all the moves, but I think what they did um, is really nice. 
I think it's going to help. You're going to see a difference. I think a change was needed. So when I jump in, I talk about some trades and stuff that happened. I think a trade was needed just to like shake up the the culture of the you know, the dugout, the team, the roster. And you know, I loved that group. They were fun to watch, but they were inconsistent and I just feel like it was plateaued and a change needed to happen and plenty of changes did. So, just a quick rundown. Notable additions to the Blue Jays roster heading into the 2023 campaign. Um, They added Dalton Varcho, Kevin Kiermaier, Chris Bassett, Brandon Belt, Eric Swanson, Zach Thompson, who's, you know, it's a a minor trade, but he could pop in, hopefully take the ball out of Trent Thornton's hand. (laughs) And uh, um, they also signed Emmanuel Bonilla in the international free agency period i'm not going to get into that too much because i didn't i don't fully know a whole lot about him to to be honest but i'm going to talk about the major ones i've already discussed uh so they added varsho kiermaier bassett belt and eric swanson along with some other players along the way to minor league deals and stuff like that uh notable losses from the roster from 2022 that uh that fell to the Seattle Mariners <clears throat> in the first round of the playoffs there. Um, Ross Stripling, Teoscar Hernandez, Gabriel Moreno, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Bradley Zimmer, and Ramiel Tapia. So Tapia and Zimmer, they're still free agents. Um, so, I mean, don't rule out that they won't be back. But, you know, I I just don't see it happening. But let's we'll leave them out in this one. So, I guess... The big, the biggest move, I'd say the biggest move that we made was trading one of the best catching prospects in the league, Gabriel Moreno, and trading Lourdes Gurriel Jr. to the Arizona Diamondbacks for Dalton Varsho. Now, this one has all the makings of an absolute bust, or it's really a boom-bust trade here because Varsho was awesome last year. He doesn't hit for good average, but he was a Gold Glove finalist, and he plays center field and catcher. Uh, so he's kind of a unique a unique kind of defensive player for the team. But last year he batted 235, which is not good. It's not – well, it's not good. I, I, I want to be – you know, optimistic about everything. But he hit 27 home runs. He stole 16 bases. And on defense, he's he, he's really good on defense, which is something that, uh, you know, we struggle with from time to time. So, and he's also got four years left of team control, which is awesome because, you know, we didn't trade for just a rental. We traded for a guy that's under team control. He's 26 years old. And he's a left-handed bat. So, from the... Players that will be on the team this coming season, the ones from last year, all of them bat right-handed. Every single one of them is right-handed. So we got a left-handed bat in Dalton Varsho. Um, uh, last year, he had a 4.9 war, or wins above replacement. And if he's going to be playing in the outfield, which is most likely what he's going to be doing, he'll be uh, eating up Teoscar Hernandez's uh, minutes, games, etc. So Teoscar who's a uh, beloved figure among uh, modern Jays fans. Everybody liked Teoscar, but he was he was inconsistent. And I don't know, during the playoffs, he seemed to... Uh, he let me down on more than one occasion, we can say. But he had a 2.8 war. And Dalton Varsho is 4.9. 4.9, 
greater sign 2.8. And most of that comes from his defensive contributions. And uh, I think he's going to be a nice add. The risk here is last year was the best career of Dalton Varsho's or best season of Dalton Varsho's career. And my big concern, <laughs> my only real concern, I think he's good. he'll be fine. My concern is that he's not going to perform at that level or he's not as good as it appears he is from last season. It has all the makings of blowing up in our face because we did give away one of the best young catchers in the league. But thankfully for the Jays, they have uh, Alejandro Kirk and... Uh, um, now, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Danny Jansen, sorry. Um, Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen. So they do have good catchers. Varsho can play catcher when they need him to. Uh, if they want to do uh, Kirk at DH and Varsho catch and sit Jansen here and there, whatever matchup dependent. I think he, he provides us nice flexibility on defense. And uh, he has some pop. So I think he's a good add. Of course, it could blow up and I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> going the other way, we lose Lourdes Goriel, but um, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, I believe. So, uh, you know, he was kind of a rental player for the Diamondbacks, but it's Gabe Moreno. If he evolves to what people believe his potential is, we're going to feel the effects of it. But it might not be next year, might not be the year after. But if he becomes a star down the line, it might be one of those trades that it's like, you traded away. Oh, you got Moreno only for Varsho? So it's risky, but I think it's the right move because the Jays, while they're young, the entire roster is not young. Their window is now. They got to win now. So I think it's a good move. It's a good win now move. Tying into that, as I compared Varsho to Teoscar Hernandez, was they traded Teoscar Hernandez. <laughs> um, they traded him to the Seattle Mariners for Eric Swanson and Adam Mako. So Mako, he's a young pitching prospect. Uh, he's currently ranked, after being acquired by the Jays, he's now the eighth uh, prospect in their system, which, you know, top top ten prospect, nice. He may never become a thing, and or he may be awesome. He might be a nice little, you know, throw-in piece of a trade that really pays off. But for us, the big acquisition in that trade, obviously, is Eric Swanson. He uh, he's a relief pitcher, which is I I always hate when the Blue Jays have to go to their bullpen, and we're looking at <laughs> Trent Thornton or just we always blow it when we turn to the bullpen. So I think Swanson's going to provide some stability. He'll be in front of I'm guessing Jordan Romano is going to be the closer again next year. So you got Swanson, you got Romano, Yimmy Garcia. Um, I believe the bullpen got stronger. And last season for the Seattle Mariners, Eric Swanson uh, pitched to a 1.68 ERA, recorded 70 strikeouts, and had a 11.7 K through 9. So I think he's going to be a, a great addition to this pen. And uh, I hope that works out. Again, much like the Varsho trade, this could blow up in our face. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of the... Um, a lot of the moves, or, or the both of the big trades that the Jays made, are very... They got boom-bust potential. Like, Teoscar Hernandez is a good player. He's, what, two seasons removed from being an all-star, and uh, he hit 30-whatever, let's say 36 home runs. I didn't look that number up. 
But, um, I mean, we get a top 10 prospect in our system, a pitcher, and we get uh, Eric Swanson, who's going to be awesome in the bullpen, I believe. So, I, at first, when I saw the trade, I'm like, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we traded the Oscar for this? But I think it addresses one of our biggest needs, which was pitching help, bullpen help. So, I'm optimistic on the Swanson deal. I like it. Moving forward now to free agency. We signed a couple players. It was nice. Our biggest free agent signing was Chris Bassett, um, pitcher, pitched for the Mets last year. Uh, they signed him to a three-year, $63 million deal. And he was solid for the Mets last year. Um, he threw a 3.42 ERA for the Mets. And he was just he was a steady pitcher who was just... That was kind of a considered a down year, even, his 3.42, because... In 2021, he pitched to a 3.15 ERA. The year before, a 2.29 ERA. So I think Bassett's going to be a reliable, you know, a reliable arm we turn to as our fourth, maybe our fourth pitcher, third pitcher, depending how Jose Barrios does. Um, but I like it. That was a that was an awesome signing. I know it's not the sexy Carlos Rodon or a Verlander or something, but I think just a reliable arm. That you can turn to every time through the rotation. Uh, Bassett's a nice ad. I think that's a good. That's what that one's going to work out. And even if it doesn't, I mean, it's not that expensive. He's got a track record. We can always trade him. He'll be all right. But I'm very. I was very thrilled with the Chris Bassett signing. Um, the next two signings that I'm going to talk about are Kevin Kiermaier and Brandon Belt. Like I mentioned with Varsho earlier, Kiermaier and Belt are both left-handed bats, which is fantastic. They're both veteran leaders. Another huge positive. Because, you know, you know Vlad, Bobachet, these guys, they're pretty young. And Kiermaier will add this, this veteran voice, this leadership in the, in the dugout. Brandon Belt has won two World Series. And uh, I think the change from San Francisco to Toronto, I don't know how much Belt's going to play. But I think uh, he can thrive. He, he's a solid player throughout his career. I think he can do f- just fine, even as a everyday, not an everyday guy, but a platoon player, DH here and there. I think his left-handed bat, he's got some pop. He's a nice ad. That's a, another veteran leader. It's, it's bringing this, this culture change to, to the dugout. You bring in a Kiermaier and a Swanson, they come in. And, you know, they, they bring a level of professionalism, even though, not saying anything, but it, it teaches these younger players how to approach every single day, how to win. And I, and I love it. And, like, Kevin Kiermaier, he's getting older, but he's still a fantastic defender, plays center field. Uh, I think an underrated maybe aspect that some people didn't think, it's like Kevin Kiermaier, you know, handsome guy, great glove, diving catch, all that stuff. But if Kiermaier plays every day as our starting center fielder, that'll push George Springer over to right field where T. Oscar was, and uh, or right, right or left, he'll take it to one of the one of the other sides. But I think taking George Springer out of center field will benefit him in the long run, health wise. So I'm um, Springer gets hurt. He's pretty injury prone, so I think keeping him out of center field is a is an underrated underrated uh, aspect to the Kiermaier signing. So I like uh, the belt and Kiermaier signing. It's nice. 
and we'll see. Uh, you know, there's still 27 days till spring spring training kicks off. There's still plenty of free agents out there. Um, we've got our solid core that we've had. You have Vladdy. We got uh, Bo Bichette, George Springer, Alejandro Kirk was amazing last year. Should continue to keep getting better. Uh, we traded for Whit Merrifield at the deadline last year. He's going to be there for the entire year, the entire training. I think he's going to also provide this this uh, veteran flexibility for us. So cautiously optimistic for this year. A lot of teams got really – the strong teams got stronger, but I think we did too. So as a, as a wrap-up – as a wrap-up – oh, we're already done? That was so fun. Lyndon, what? What? Um, as a wrap-up, I'm giving the Blue Jays offseason. Oh, before I get into it, I actually took to Twitter and made a poll, and it was very unhelpful. <laughs> so I asked, how do you grade the Blue Jays offseason? With a, The answers were A, B, C, and F. We had one F, and all the other ones tied. <laughs> so apparently everybody thinks it's an A, a B, or a C. Um, so my Twitter poll was not helpful at all. But I am going to give the Blue Jays offseason a B-plus with a kicker. If it lands and Varsho and these guys hit what they can, this is moving up to an A. This could be an A season. We can make a nice, solid playoff run. Once You just got to get to the postseason. You never know what's going to happen. Like these teams like the Mets that are paying $800 million this year. Uh, like They're going to Mets. Mets go Met. So, um, just got to get to the postseason, and I think we're on our way. Blue Jays, uh, not Blue Jays, the Red Sox suck this year. Like, they lost Bogarts. They're going to be shitty. Um, the Yankees probably got better, but they still got a lot of questions. When I uh, get into the Yankees, you know, uh, they don't have a left fielder. Their infield's all in jumble. They still have Josh Donaldson, so that's automatic, like, five-game losses, just having them. <laughs> so... It's there. The Rays are always going to be competitive, so it's going to be a Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, and uh, there's a chance if all this hits, we can win the division this year. So B plus potential to move up. Great off season. So that's going to wrap it up for my uh, recap of the Blue Jays off season so far. So far, because you never know what happens. There's still plenty of names out there. I don't know where we would go. Um, we could probably we can always use bullpen arms. There's some old guys, you know. If you want to throw a one year, one year deal at some of these older guys, see if they have anything left. If not, just you know dump them. There's a, a Roldis Chapman, Zach Britton, and Zach Granke's out there still. You never know. I mean, if they want one last kick at it, Blue Jays are a contender. So B plus off season. Let's go Jays. And hey. That was fun. I'm glad to be back. Uh, I'm going to do a bunch more of these coming up. Um, grading teams off-season. So, B-plus with an A potential. This has been your host, Lyndon Savanto. And this has been the Always Moving Podcast 2023 edition. And as we say around here, let's keep this thing moving.